0: Clark My debut 1990 September Bristol City away To get that opportunity Up
1: thousands of Geordie's only dream of Lee Clark Lee Clark 1-0 Williams a first goal of a sudden Underway at Leicester It uh, was a left foot volley I didn't realise my left foot Was for kicking the ball with it as well I thought it was just for standing Williams
2: Hignett. Playing against Chelsea and, and to score the first goal there is something that still lives with me now and it's, it's what most people have talked to me about.
3: Hignett with the ball. From Higgy. You beauty, you spouse T side beauty.
4: Worshiped every weekend. It's the three legends. Banter and rivalry. Across the northeast. On the tune. The cat. The red.
3: And if you want to talk to the three legends tonight, all you've got to do pick up your phone and bash this number out, and you'll get through to the studio. 0330 043 2002. That's 0330 043 2002. That's it. My job's been done. Fellas, it's over the year. <laughs> Evening. Evening, all.
2: Evening, How all. How are we? All good. All good. good. Well, listen, let's. I mean, I want to start tonight. I don't want to talk about any of the three clubs yet. I want to talk to the proud father who is lee clark <laughs> after watching listen I was, I was at the cup final on sunday watched the game obviously bobby played um and then i was there wednesday night bobby uh, again yeah i mean you must be so proud Clark. he, he was absolutely brilliant um yeah. and i thought wednesday that. night as well he's yeah. gone up another notch and, and to where jürgen klopp i was in the press conference after the wembley game and his words about Bobby were um, the development of Bobby Clark, wow. Mm. And he had no, no more words. He said just wow.
0: <laughs> I mean, for that, you dude. must be
2: such a proud dad.
0: Ah, mate, honestly, um, <clears throat> Sunday was unbelievable day. Um, just so proud. I mean, emotional. Uh, he has a joy at the end of the game for the contribution he'd made. Um, I was still on a high Tuesday, still a Tuesday. He was obviously refocused for, for Wednesday. I was down at Anfield um, on Wednesday, and I thought, like you said, he went on again, kicked mm. on a level, and put in a great performance. And it's just been surreal in terms of not just for Bobby, for the academy on a whole, the young players, young Jaden Dan's uh, coming Krumas on scoring well, too, yeah. young Kumas, McConnell started, uh, I mean- yeah. Well, I, I don't know if you have seen it. You probably did, Higgy. They, they got that pitch at the end of the cup final, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, seen it. With my, all the kids. My bo-
2: was in it. Who's played hundred on game?
0: Aye. Yeah, yeah. There was there was only Curtis missing from it. I think he was still looking for his dodgy leg after not uh, Darwin. <laughs> Darwin jumped over his shoulders <laughs> no, to get to celebrate. Yeah. So hey, it was now, Jump two
2: barriers and not be fit for the Wednesday after that. Sunday <laughs> <game>? <laughs> he probably done his
0: leg doing that, man. <laughs> no, I made, but hey, what a what an occasion! What a 19 years of age picking up your first uh, major honour and uh, medal, and I I seen him on Thursday down in Liverpool after the game against Southampton on the night time, and he let us have let us wear it round my neck, and what, <laughs> what could have been? He took a picture and said, "What could have been?" So <laughs> does it fit over I, your head. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I hope you sent him to it, bed early. <laughs> it, re- it, it, it it rested it rested well on me belly <laughs> <laughs> Nah mate great great day great times Yeah
2: fabulous I, I thought listen, I I've I've seen Bobby a few times play Clarkey and I think the more he plays the better he's getting. I mean yeah. I can't remember him giving the ball away too much on, on Wednesday at all. No um the young all the young lads I like thought? His dad? Would, we're different class. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought he just—he—he he looked like he'd been playing for years, mate. Yeah, well look at young Danzy how he took that first oh, goal.
0: The, the little his, dink over the keeper it, oh, was frightening. Right. Brilliant, great, man!
1: Great little yeah. dick, brilliant.
0: Wasn't it? it was. It was. Um, so composed. And by the way, by the way, they started well. Southampton. They popped yeah, it around did. well. They mm, did, and I, uh, they caused yeah, a few problems. But uh, Liverpool came back and made it great. So. Clarky, how do
2: you replace Klopp? For them lads, them young lads there, they must be absolutely devastated
0: that he's going.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: How do you replace a, him in the backroom, It is.
0: <clears throat> it's a tough one, mate. It's it's something that everyone's talking about um, in terms of the, the young players, the even the parents, because I'm saying, but I'm sure, and I think we said this on the show previous weeks when we've t- touched on it, I'm sure when the FSG come to choose the next uh, manager, that'll be part of the process. Because I know through talking to Alex Inglethorpe, the academy director, they're always on to him. Who's the next one? Who's the next one? Who's mm. the and they they've invested a lot in that academy and now that, you know, it's it's uh-huh. always like brought players through. But this bunch, yeah, six or seven of them, um, in this day and age, it's 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 been fruition now, and uh, I think. The next, the next manager will have to be a manager who will continue to embrace our academy and give give young players a chance. You know, because um,
2: the Sunday game. Yeah, I I was looking at the Sunday game, thinking, well, Chelsea last ten minutes of that normal time, Chelsea looked like they were going to go on and score. They, you know, Klopp had made the changes. He brought all the young players on, and you just think something different's got to happen here for Liverpool to get back in it. But I tell you what. Them young players grabbed the game by the scruff of the neck, and they were brilliant in extra yeah. time. They took yeah. the ball back, they got control of the ball again. I don't think Chelsea had a kick in that first period of extra time until maybe the last three or four minutes of it. They were absolutely
0: phenomenal. Yeah, definitely. Um, no, it's it was a it was a good game actually. The final, um, mm. it was well you know sometimes they fall a little bit flat, don't they? Um, but uh, no. Good, Hopefully, you know, and I think what it's done is it's given him the confidence, it's shown everyone he can, he belongs at that level, he can handle that level. And uh, now's the the tough part because he's going to have to do it week in, week out with a club with massive expectations, but he's level headed. He was, he was, he was calmer on Monday, a lot calmer than I was. I mean Sunday night was magnificent back in the hotel at Wembley I did not put my hand in my pocket once were all the Liverpool fans buying us a drink I was buzzing Really Brilliant, Brilliant.
2: Yeah we don't do that often mate um, I get that pal <laughs> <laughs> Well listen we've um, we've put off talking about the lad our teams haven't we for, for long enough and what uh, what a, what a a bad last week, it oh. was, but particularly oh, for me last, and you last
0: guys. well, me, 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 also, couldn't have been the, worst it, week, the, um, yes. Saturday, the weekend, I mean, uh, yeah. let's come and start We start with your castle this week, yeah. I mean, yeah, we, um, Hi, we well, have. obviously went to um Arsenal last Saturday. Oh, that was a bit of a wake up call, if anything, for anyone, wasn't it? I mean, that first mm. half, Arsenal was so dominant, uh, they could have been out of sight by half time. But, uh, I mean, it just shows you the gulf. Um, were you surprised, that, that, Um I, I wasn't in terms of what I'd seen, in terms of our defensive work. And I think just because they were that good, we couldn't really show anything offensively. Um, and... Uh, no, I, I Not trying to be too negative, Higgy. I wasn't surprised, to be honest. What mm. um, form going into the game in terms of a defensive setup, as we talked about, wasn't great. Um, so, but I just thought, whoa, first half, like the gap was even bigger than the maybe we had a thought. But second half, at least we had a a little bit of a go. I mean, I I, I listened to Eddie after the game, and he was really disappointed. He was. He was quite animated, actually, and angry. First time I've really seen that in his body language. I think he was really disappointed in what we had, sh- or what we hadn't shown people. Really, um, was a negative side. Do of you think he's game, feeling so. a bit of pressure then? Well, I was just going to touch on that because he answered some questions today, didn't he? Uh, Nagelsmann, the the German manager, yeah. used to be at Bayern Munich. He's, Looks like his agent's putting him around and putting him in. There's been a few stories in the media this week um, on him possibly replacing Eddie, but Eddie was just cool as. He just batted off and said, well, it's not something I I distract myself with. If I do my job properly, I'll keep my job, which is, Mm. you know, a a good response, really. So I think he's just got to focus on that. Then, obviously, midweek in the Cup, I was down at one of your old clubs, Higgy Blackburn, <clears throat> yeah, and I thought uh, I thought they were excellent. I thought they really took the game to Newcastle. They probably had the best chances with uh, Smodic. I thought he was the best player on the pitch, to be honest, in terms of an attacking sense. Even before he scored, he had a couple of chances. Dubravka put one over the bar. Um, and then when Newcastle took the lead, you thought, well, they might settle down a bit and see the game out, but Blackburn kept coming back and obviously got the equaliser and then sec, uh, extra time Martin Dubravka's had to make a few important saves So, and then you get to the lottery don't you if the penalties anything yeah. can happen but uh, pleased for Martin Dubravka he became the hero by saving the pen I thought his overall performance was good I wasn't um, I didn't think Newcastle played particularly well but what I was saying to a lot of my friends after we left the, the ground was it in the cup it's about getting through to the next round then what happens the next night boom man city away uh, <laughs> yeah, at least you've got
1: to, at least you got a chance to put it
0: right mate <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's hey by the way that's both cup competitions we've had man city now yeah we're getting some horrendous draws. I mean, honestly, uh, the mood on a- some of my some of my WhatsApp groups with some of the many castle pals, honestly, talk about doom and gloom and having to pick a few <laughs> of them up off the floor when that draw came through. It was uh, <laughs> it, honestly, it was like, come on, man. Hey, but well, you've just gotta go then, have a have a go, haven't you? Have a right good go. It's gotta be finished on the night and we know we're talking about a, a unique squad, unbelievable squad of players. And it's, you know, right. everyone will be, everyone but the Newcastle fans will be thinking, it's a Man City win. And uh, probably even some Newcastle fans will go there and think it'll be a miracle if we uh-huh. get a result. But you never know in this game. You, you yeah. just never know.
1: Exactly, mate. You've had some results against them before, mate. You know, you know, you've done yeah. one against them before, haven't you? So it's like you just like you say, you just don't know, do you? It's, it's a cup ah. cup to cup, isn't it? You know, it's, what's worrying me, what so me though, What's
0: though, does they seem to be looking like they're just warming up now, they're getting ready for the uh, business Definitely end of the season, high. aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what they like at that end. I think don't you? yeah on stupid runs. I think don't
1: we touched. Yeah, we touched on it, didn't we, a few weeks back, saying obviously that Man City go on bizarre runs towards the end of the season. And, and like you say, it looks like it's look likely that's happening again. Mm.
2: Well, yeah. you look at them all. I mean, they're all on ridiculous runs, aren't they? Liverpool, Arsenal and Man City. I mean, Arsenal mm. scoring goals for fun. Liverpool just keep winning games, despite what's, what's going on behind the scenes with the injuries yeah. and what have you. Um, they just, they seem unstoppable at the minute. But, you know, Manchester City have, have got to play Arsenal and Liverpool. Um, Liverpool have got to play City as well so I think it's you know this this season it's going to go right down to the wire I think but back to Newcastle Clarkie would you look at the season and I know they've had horrendous injuries and and what have you but do you think because I've heard it you know said by one or two of the fans that this season they've gone backwards
0: (sighs) well it's probably easy to say that and I think fans look through a different type of lens to what us guys, and this is not us, you know, me patronising the fans. It's when you've played the game, it's a little bit different and you understand what can happen. But uh, they've obviously gone back because we finished fourth and we look like we're miles off that at the moment. And, you know, at this moment in time, it's looking tough for us to even get that conference uh, league spot. But I just think... we, I mentioned this right at the start of the injury situation, if you remember, it's just derailed our season massively. And even the lads who've come back, the important players, they haven't hit the levels that they had previous, whether they've the injuries affected them more than they thought or maybe come back. Because I certainly believe Dan Burns come back earlier than probably uh, people wanted him to because he's that type of uh, He's that type of kid. He would have yeah. come back even if he wasn't 100%, and maybe it's affected his own performance, you know. But hey, if it had a flip, if, if the two seasons had been the other way around, Higgy, so yeah. we were like in this position last year, and then this year we were challenging to get in the Champions League, everyone would say it was brilliant. But yeah. because we overachieved so much last year, there's a little bit of doubt there. I mean, look here, where I am, um, we're, we're having to. Listen, he's been sensational, young Lewis Miley, 17 years of age, his composure. But we're having to play him week in, week out in big games. And it was just the opportunity in midweek when we had Elliot Anderson coming back, which was a boost. Joe Willicks being back the last game and a half, which is a massive boost. So now we can start, you know, Eddie can start trying to make and influence games with his substitutions now as well. So, but if we can, if, if we can nick that European conference place um, or even, you know, even doing better, get Europa League, brilliant season. If not, and we miss out, but we can finish in the top 10, still, I think it can be a lot of positives taken. We've got to look at the season and over the period, the whole period, and just see, you know... Um, the, the injuries have affected the club too much and what you just said about Liverpool is they they have got a group of youngsters whereas Newcastle have already been at the call on young Lewis Smiley. there's no that really others that they can do they have where well, Liverpool have had five or six success stories mm. with the young players has just been Lewis at Newcastle and it's, it's made that the players who've been in the team have just continually been used in every single game and I, I think it's took its toll and we've lost the big thing for me is our defensive organisation um, and 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 the clean sheets and the the number of goals we've conceded this season comparison to last season and by the way that starts from the whole team that isn't just me pointing the finger at the back four and the goalkeeper that's us as a as a full unit we haven't defended from the front with the high press through the midfield areas which is then you know made it tough for the the, the back lads etc so. Hopefully, put it right tomorrow, but that's not going to be easy. I've got to got to see if if he can have an, the next couple of months. The way he start uh, had this season, Gary O'Neill, yeah. he's probably going to be on the shortlist for LMA manager this season. When you look at the circumstances, Aye. he's the criteria. Who's overachieved on what budget he's got, etc. So, a very tough game tomorrow, in my opinion.
2: Clarkie, if they don't get into Europe, how, how does that affect them moving forward for, for next season? Particularly I think it, with, with transfers?
0: Yeah, I was just going to say that, uh, Higgy. I think the recruitment side will be very tough. I think players that they could potentially buy financially, that won't be a problem. I think they'll, they might struggle to attract them because people might look and think, well, hold on, you had that one season. Was it a one-off? You got into the Champions League. Can you reproduce it? And like we said in the we said on previous shows, when you're an elite top player, you know, getting a few extra quid here or there doesn't matter. That's about playing in the major trophies and no. winning because you know you're going to be paid substantial amounts in any way, you know.
1: Well, if you so, if you say that... Would you be concerned about players going say, in the opposite direction, Clark? Exactly. That's yeah, what
0: I'm going to yeah. say, Daz. No, no, I think, I think, you, I think yeah. you have to be aware of that, guys. I think you definitely mm. have to be aware. Well, uh, there's already talk. Eddie's, Eddie's starting to worry because they haven't come to an agreement with Joe Linton. You know, he said that the the the, the yeah. major signing for him would be get him to sign a new contract. And it seems that they're in an impasse here with those negotiations. They can't they get a deal over the line uh, at all, you know. So you lose him. Uh, do, do one or two others go as well? I, I don't know. And then it's all right saying, oh, well, there might be money there to refresh the squad. But it's, it's the type of player that you're looking for to go to the next levels. The you want to... They want to be in the Champions League. They want to be competing. It's it's a real tough one. It's a balancing act. I mean, this FFP has put so many things in place and, you know, upset so many things for clubs trying to bridge that gap into the the top four with, you know, the the big clubs who are continually in the top four. It's making it so difficult. And even for a club like us that have great finance behind with because of the rules and regulations, when... We're not allowed to do it, so it could have a knock-on effect. So you make a great point. Um, one, can we attract the players? And two, can we keep our, our best players?
2: Well, it'll be interesting, will to see how that plays out in the summer, depending on where, where Newcastle sit.
0: Uh, well we talked we talked about it last week though sorry Higgy just to finish we talked yeah, about it last week with the Dan Ashworth situation he'll know yeah. all the clauses in these contracts he'll know what Joe Linton's asking for I mean you mm. kind of tell me that Joe Linton's not better than any of the man new midfield players you know what I mean he would go in there and then be better uh, than some of them in the way they're playing so Dan Ashworth will have an idea what mm. uh uh Joe Linton is looking for in his next his next contract. And if Newcastle yeah. come, can't come to that agreement, that could happen. They could pounce. Yeah. Yeah,
2: definitely. That's, that's if he's not still on garden and leave. Or oh, well, don't you think yeah, it'll the, matter? Yeah. Do you think he's already yeah. doing his job behind the scenes? I know... It, not we, doing
1: no gardening in this weather, Iggy.
0: <laughs> well, I, t- I, t- I, t- I was just going to say that, does. My garden's terrible at the minute. So he's never he's never, he's never, never made it down our street yet with his tools. Uh, <laughs>
1: <you're not wrong.
0: laughs> Depends
3: which tools you're talking about, Clarky. There you go. <laughs>
0: well, that's for a different show, dear.
1: Yeah. Brilliant stuff.
3: It's the three legends Craig Hignett, Lee Clark, and Darren Williams across the northeast on the cat, the red, and the tune. Uh, you can be part of the show. You can uh, you can call the boys. You can send the boys a message via WhatsApp. The number you need oh three three oh oh four three two thousand and two. 0330 043 2002. That's 0330 043 2002. Make your point. Ask the questions, even join them live on a, on a phone call. 0330 043 2002. The boys will be right back after this.
4: It's the three legends across the Northeast Clark, legend. Williams, legend. Hignett, legend. Whatsappers, call or send a voice message. Bands at its best. 033 00 43 2002. Right across the northeast, east The
1: the cat and the red.
3: That number once again, if you want to call the lads, if you want to get your, your WhatsApp messages in, it's 0330 043 2002. Boys, back to
4: you.
2: Well, we're going to Sunderland, Daz, and... Uh... I mean, like, we're very, very similar, aren't we, Middlesbrough and Sunderland? The way it's going at the minute, obviously you've lost your manager. Yeah. Um, things look like they're falling apart a little bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's three games without a win, mate. You know, it's disappointing. Obviously, the the loss of Jack Lart now. Obviously, you know, mm. yeah. We we talked about it the early season. You know, you taking you taking goals out of the team with you know selling selling a striker and then you know you lose your you know your, your main your main goal scorer. Um, you know. Part way through the season, which isn't great, especially at the business end of the season as well, uh, when you want to stay in and around the playoffs and give yourself the best chance, um, you know. And we we just you know we just looked way off it on Saturday. Um, you know, it didn't seem to work. Um, you know, for me, I, you know, I'm looking at it now, and you know, I'm thinking, you know, it's it's probably a big struggle to get in the playoffs with the form we're in um the next three games are going to be extremely difficult um you know you you've, you've got well, they're unbelievable there, the next you know, three in aren't southampton they southampton in, and in, uh, well you've got you've got norwich away you've got leicester at home and you've got yeah, southampton, and southampton away Hampton you know away. i mean three massive games you know and, and, you, and let's be honest at this stage of the season you you know you want to be taking maximum points out of as many games as possible but you look at them three and you know they're they're three three big hitters at the moment uh, sitting in there um, obviously, Leicester, you know, doing extremely well. Norwich in the, in the playoffs and, and Southampton are, are up there as well. So it's going to be a tough three games. Um, you know, three games without a win as well, you know, doesn't help. Um, you know, it's, you know, I, I think second half was a completely different, you know, um, Game, you know. In all honesty, I think Rig came on, Mundell came on. Um, I think Rig. I said, you know, Rig needs an opportunity. You know, he he can influence the game. He's 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 a young lad. We get that. But you know, as we've been talking about earlier in, in the program, you know, you look at young lads stepping into the into Liverpool and in the Premier League and, and doing extremely well. Um, and every time Riggy comes on, he just plays plays without any fear. You know, he just plays on adrenaline, and you know, he, he looks apart. He's he's not scared. Um, what was the performance like, Dad? Something different. What was the performance like? It was very slow like? mate. First, first half, we were all over the shop. Um, you know, it, we just didn't look like a unit, like a team. We just we didn't look like we had belief in, in that we could go and win the game. Mate, to Did honest. they try and do something um, different tactically
0: yeah. or something was I, was I reading t- in yeah, the first he half?
1: Yeah, tried slightly different, mate. Yeah, you know, I, I've looked at, looked at the, the two goals we've conceded, mate, and... You know, people are all over the shop. You know, the defenders are not up against players. Defenders are not picking up. There, you know, there's players in between. You know, defenders, which is you know, in in the area. You know, you just can't allow that. Um, uh-huh. And it's just you know, they, we, we, we you know we've we give give away a stupid a stupid uh, possession uh, in the wrong areas. You know, they've they broke away and you know, and we just looked all over. You know, it's... Like you play, you know, when you're playing kind of three centre halves, um, you know, you've got to you've got to make sure you take charge, especially the back line. and and we weren't we were nowhere near, mate, nowhere near. Mm-hmm. But second half mm-hmm. was completely different, mate. I think to be fair, Doddy came out with and said, obviously he got it wrong, you know, he got uh-huh. it wrong, um, and and the decisions and the, the you know the personnel he picked, uh, you know, it didn't work, uh, you know, yeah. which is which is fair enough, you know, as a manager you get it wrong sometimes, you got to hold your hands up. Um, but second half was a bit brighter. Um, but you know, when you've conceded two goals, and you know, and the other team, you know, is going to be is going to then be difficult to break down. You know, we don't have the we didn't have the opportunity with Clark. You know, obviously he creates quite quite a lot of stuff. Um, but you know, Mundell and Rigg came on. But you know, they came on later on in the game. Um, you know, and when you want players to come on and, and try and influence or spark something, you know, you've got to give them a, a good a good opportunity and a good run. Yeah. We going to so watch You'll be missing Clark
2: now, won't you? You'll be missing Clark now for about—did he say six weeks? Or maybe six weeks. I think or six, six games?
1: five to six weeks, mate. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's more or less. You know, you you more or less That's season him, over season, almost, actually, isn't it? You know, let's be honest. Yeah, pretty much, mate. Pretty much, and it. Let's like see. You know, it's going to be difficult, mate. You know, because you know he he's he's been the prominent goal scorer. You know, whether it's been mm-hmm. from the penalty or or whatever. You know, or create creativity, um, but. You know, when you take that out, you, out, your, out your side, mate, and you haven't got a, you know, a, anywhere anyone who's, you know, relatively close to him in the, in the goals category, then, you know, you, you're going to struggle. We've got a WhatsApp that's
3: coming as well on that subject. It's uh, Tam in South Shields, and it's uh, it's a it's a question to you, Daz. He's he's asking, looking at where we are now and Clark now missing,
1: can you honestly say we're still in the playoff hunt? No, I don't. I've just, you know, I just said there, just on it there, mate. I don't think we are, you know. I think we, you know, we probably listen. We all want, we all want to hope that, you know, everything's rosy and, and you know, we get the results that we want and we get in the playoffs. But it's looking to be a long shot at this moment in time, mate. With with the situation, obviously, let's say with Clark out, you know, the 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 distance we are from the playoffs now, you know, it's it's a big ask, you know, to to make that ground up, you know, because you expect you hope and other teams lose. Uh, you know, and you can't obviously always rely on that because some teams have kicked on now. Uh, you know, we've seen a massive change, obviously, for, you know, Leeds up there, you know, with Southampton up there, you know. So, you know, we've seen, we've seen a big change around Norwich, Hull City, you know, Hull City doing extremely well as well now. Um, so, yeah, for me, it's over, mate. You know, I'll be honest with you. Um, I don't want it to be, you know, I, I want I want to be proven wrong and I want us to, to sneak in it. But I can't see it. I think it's a bit of a long shot. And this is what I'm saying. You know, I think you you know you've got to give the opportunity to you know to the young lads and you know get them on the field and let's see what they're about. Because for me, you know, rig rig you know change, can change a game, can influence a game. Uh, in previous uh, games when he's come on, you know, he's 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 scored or or he's, or he's created something. Uh, Mundell, you know, is is you know it's a chance for him now to, to shine. Really, why, why Clark's out for five or six weeks? The thing, the That's thing a, with rig. Sorry, Kiggy. The thing That's with rig, right. you've got to show him.
0: Now, because obviously there's lots of people looking at him, and he, you know, he, he could have many, many options to go to various different clubs. But if you show him now, listen, your future is going to be in the first team. You know, we're going to give you a run of games, and then you know, going forward yeah. to to convince him to say this is this is another part for this season that's important. as for me, if the like you're yeah. seeing and you're you 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 have You've backed him all the way. You've you've championed him over the last few weeks to get a chance to maybe change things in the team. It hasn't been forthcoming. He got a little run the other, other day, but now's the time. Yeah. Come on, he has your chance. Run at games. Make him feel yeah. like a, a real, real first team player. And then he might think, well, I don't want to go to club X, Y, or Z and just spend six months in there under 21s to develop I'm going to be playing games here at Sunderland so that's another big decision for yeah. them isn't it because I think most of the well I'm yeah, sure I, I speak for every Sunderland fan going they'd be absolutely gutted if if they lose rig um, you know oh, and, especially, mate, yeah. and especially the stories you hear and that Newcastle are one of the favourites I mean that would rub salt into a very open wound wouldn't it um, so Oh, without a shadow of a doubt. I th- I think it's important now that they they have a strategy. Still with one eye, because you yeah. know I know you're saying you think it's over, and that you're right in saying that. But sometimes when you're inside the club, you've got to think, well, we're eight points short. We we can yeah. still put a run together, even if sometimes you don't believe it. You never know in the game, but you've got to have a look on. Ah. So you've got to then be thinking as a head coach or a club thinking, right, we've got we've got some important situations here. We've got to convince Rig that his future lies with us. Unless they've already yeah, made the money, right. unless they've already made their mind up that they want to cash mm. in and they want to get the money. I, I, you Sometimes you don't know, do you? Well, they, they'll be cashed on you know, well, a the
2: few thing, mate, then, would not I, I would expect Clark to be on his bike in the summer as well, Daz. So if, if they lose yeah, well, Clark and lose Rig and lose <laughs> the promising ones, where are they going to go? And my question to you would be, is this all self-inflicted? This, Do you know what I mean? So they were were going so well, and then we had all the mess with Tony Mowbray, and then all the palaver with Michael Beale, and then, and there there was no need to do anything. It was no. So, so my question would be: Is this this self-inflicted? And have they
1: brought this on themselves? Yes, definitely, mate. I think you know, you know, when you're looking at it now. Uh, you know and and you see the position we're in and uh, you know and, and the situations we're in um with the potential obviously you, you know like you say of clark going rig obviously you know he's got a lot of interest like clark he said you know especially if you you know that that'd be that you know can you imagine he went there that'd be even worse than changing the bar wouldn't it you know let's be honest it's just not even mental. do you know what <laughs> well, i mean it's the, like, the only way, thing that
2: could top that was that yeah, you just give him to them just take him yeah off exactly straw, like, yeah yeah there you we go might even yeah. pay you for <laughs> yeah, him to go sorry. there <laughs>
1: yeah exactly mate exactly but for me yeah you know that it's it's an important part of the season now mate um, like you say I think you know yeah we'd love to be in the playoffs but I think it's an important part of the season now we concentrate on A who we're getting and well sorry A who we're keeping and B who we're getting because you know we've got to rebuild because if Clark and Rig do go then you, you know we've got to get out there quick, nice and early and make sure we've got replacements coming in that are you know as good if not better
2: I mean it's tough the championship is like that isn't it you know it's it's just a tough it league it is mate yeah it, 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 it's, it's hard it it's, it's, it's totally. everyone's much of a muchness you can come up against I mean the, the best thing for me this year would be for Leicester Leeds and probably Southampton to get promoted because you don't want any of them yeah. in the league next year do you especially with the teams that are going to no, come down no. as well because the teams that will come down yeah, will be exactly. strong you know I expect Burnley to be up there if they come down Sheffield United you would expect to be in and around it and then Whoever comes down the third one, they're definitely going to be in and around it. So, it's going to be a tough league, no matter yeah. what. But if you, any of the Leicester leads or Ipswich, uh, Southampton stay in it, it's going to be that much tougher.
1: Yeah. Well, this is the thing, mate. Like you know, like we said, you know, you can you can go on a little run, you know, regardless of who you playing. You know what I mean? Because everybody, you know, there's teams beat, you know, teams who you don't expect to win, win. You know, on certain games, mm-hmm. and you think, I'm going to say, how the hell they've done that, Joey? Do you know I mean? So it's unpredictable, but. I just, you know, if you if you're looking on being realistic terms, you know that for me the playoffs is 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 a you know is a bridge too far, you know this year, mm-hmm. um, and we've um, got to now concentrate on building and keeping.
0: Higgy, to back up what you're saying about the championship, obviously the lead up to the Liverpool Southampton game, I was listening to a lot of things, what Klopp was saying, and he's obviously he lost he obviously lost uh, watched a lot of footage of the Southampton team before the game. And he was like, "Wow!" He was like, "What? This is crazy! This league—how in, how intense it is, how quick it is, the tempo it is." And he was saying, "Like, it's phenomenal what these teams and players do over forty-six games in the championship. The levels uh, they keep playing at, the tempo, the 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 intensity." And I, I think that's it in a nutshell, isn't it? The championship—it's just like yeah. non-stop. Yeah. If if you if you take your foot off the gas, if you see if you start moaning and groaning, you're tired. It's just teams will just run over the top of you, and that's what makes it a, yeah. a unique 100%. league. Uh, mm. Over forty-six yeah. games as well. Um So you've you, you've got to be ready for anything at that level, and it's to be successful is is, is a lot more difficult than people think. Um, Just because of the intensity of of, of the league, you know, and how each team, it it hasn't really happened that much this season with Leicester because they've been run away, but obviously Borough went there and beat them. But it's a league where top teams can lose to the teams round in the relegation zones. Do you know what I mean? It's just so unique.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely well, there's
2: sense. so many teams who have gone with a the run there. You know, we mentioned Hull before how well they're doing now, and they've yeah. crept into the the playoff spots. Yeah. Southampton went on that 25 game unbeaten run. Leeds have been on a phenomenal run, and and obviously Leicester yeah. have, have done what they've done over a, a consistent period. But I mean, if you look at the table, Leicester were miles ahead now, and they're only six points away from Leeds, so we're in seconds. So
1: yeah, well, I was, <laughs> yeah <I coughs> that was just, just shows say you that, that. Mate, you look at the ground. Leeds have made up unbelievable. It's, it's phenomenal what the ground Leeds yeah. have made up on them um you know yeah, it is it's it's, it's, it's I mean, unbelievable you, so yeah um, yeah middlesbrough it is, it's third. just obviously a tough league it's less than twice you know what
2: i mean so yeah well like that listen burrett for me if we if we move on to Borough Daz and i'm i'm similar with you you know yeah. burra i think it's a bridge too far for burra to get in the in the playoff spot you want them to and you want them to go on a a good run and yeah. we've said it for a number of weeks now about you know if they want to do that they've got to start winning games quick and and winning Game after, yeah. game after game after game, putting a run of four, five, six wins together. It doesn't look like they're going to be able to do that. I mean, brilliant win at, at Leicester. Don't get me wrong. It, I didn't expect yeah. anything down there. Played really well on the day. Fully deserved a victory. And then you want them to back it up at Plymouth at home. And they go and get beat 2-0. Don't score is. a goal. And when you look at it, you know, they've they've only won one of the last six league games. <sighs> That's that's not the yeah. type of form that's going to get you into any, any sort of playoff
0: race. They're 11 that's points worded, off it now. That's what no, we you with last weekend when we chatted, wasn't it? On the show mm. last Friday, that's what Aye. we said. Even when I said, I expect I went for, you know, you two guys to win the game and your castle to, to, to hopefully nick a draw. But what I said was, what worries is about both Sunderland and Middlesbrough's games last Saturday is the inconsistencies. And unfortunately, I was proved right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been right. like that all season, yeah. Clarky. You know, it's they put in a really good display and you think, oh,
2: great, they've turned the corner. And then the following week, they, they put in a really poor one. And the goals has always been an issue. We've spoke about the goals time and time again, haven't we? And, and then that coupled with Borough can't, you know, they've, they've struggled to keep a clean sheet on a regular basis and, right. and they concede goals. So if you're going to concede goals, you need to score them. But yeah. they don't score goals at the yeah. other end either. So it's for this year. I think this year is a bit of a a bit of a let's take stock of where we are. We've lost a load of players last year. We've done really well. Lost all the goals. Had to replace them. We've changed the the model. So now the players that we're playing are our players. We're going to develop our own players. Yeah. If we sell them to, to better clubs, then so be it. You know, we'll we'll make money off them and then invest that money back into the squad. I think next year is a massive year for Michael Carrick. I think he's he's made a, a great start to his managerial career. They've hit a little up and down spot now. They need to build and they need to build on what they've got. So the summer again, the summer's gonna be massive. If they don't get in the playoffs, are they gonna be able to attract the type of players yeah, they want to? This is a thing. Because will will people see exactly. them as a a big club in the championship. If they finish tenth, eleventh, you know they they probably right. get away with it. If they were pushing and they missed out on the playoffs by, you know, four or five points, probably max, then they might be able to attract them. Same as Sunderland, because they're both. I think they're both viewed as as big clubs, certainly in the championship. So yeah,
1: but it's I mean it's it's, a, it's, it's important for Sunderland as well, mate.
2: Yeah, well, even if you've got nothing to play for, Daz, you have, because you have to finish and and at least make people look and go, well, they'll be all right next year.
1: But we're going into the end end of the season, mate, with not a a permanent manager in place. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? When are you going to get him in place and and when he comes in? So
2: when he comes in, is is everything that's going on in the background nothing to do with the manager? Is that what they're they're thinking? So the, the recruitment bit... I'm, I'm exactly. talking about Sunderland here. The recruitment bit is nothing to do with the manager. We'll go yeah. out and we'll buy it so it doesn't matter whether, whether the manager's in or not because what's going on behind yeah. the scenes is going yeah. to go on behind the scenes anyway. But surely you anyway, want a manager yeah. in yeah. to assess the squad and think, well, this is what I can do with these. I, uh, he's he's good. He's not All so right. good. And, you know, you'll you'll get a feel for everything surely before you get them in for pre-season Possibly. and then hopefully have a yeah. have a squad that you're happy with. But, it it just seems yeah. so up in the air. I mean, I can't think for one minute that they're not they're not sounding people out. I mean, I don't know if you've heard any rumours or not. I don't know, but I can't think for Does one minute that they're mate, not going to speak to anyone until near the end of the season or in the summer. There's he must there's be doing been it
1: now. No rumours as such yet, mate. There's been no room such as yet mate this all, all, all that's been said is obviously dodge's got it, got it till the end of the season you know the, but then you go you're going into the close season mate with with you know do you bring a manager in then then do you got then have you got to get the, the lads back in to you know to to see the manager to you know to to discuss what you know the the future of the club and where it's going and what you know what direction it's a, it's a hell of a lot to do if you know if that's the case. You know, it's, is it's isn't so, the manager so just a head coach at, in at Sunderland
2: is he, and he's got nothing to do with anything else that goes in the background and he just gets given players and so on, the ass- there's your player.
1: I, I'm assuming, yeah, I'm assuming he's, that's what's happened. Mate, and I, I'm assuming I, I that's think, obviously what, what sorry the situation does to speak was. Tony you. was as well. I
0: think, in public public been- say, I think in public they're saying not, but I think in reality that's the situation, Iggy, because you make a that's great a point. Yeah. If, they don't, if they do not make an appointment till the summer their recruitment drive for next season's already started. Mm -hmm. Now, the the most, and you said it uh, just before there as well, the most sensible thing is, even if you went, say in two weeks' time, you pick a head coach and you say, right, he starts on June the 1st, but He can go and watch every game. He can go and watch the reserves, the youth team, or even the him in or whatever. Ah. So he can assess every single player and he he understands where the weaknesses are in the squad, is the balance right in the squad. And then he puts, he'll go to this recruitment committee or whatever they call it now at these clubs and say, we're a bit light at left back or we need another another left winger. We need some pace. I like pace in the wide areas. I want to play with a number 10 or... So it seems to me it's, it, it could even be not just the recruitment, it's a way of playing as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If yeah. you look yeah. at where they went with yeah. Michael Beale they went for like a head coach type, of, a coach who'd worked in academies, Chelsea, Liverpool, um, you know, went over to Brazil, got some kudos there, came up to Scotland, is um, Steven Gerrard's right-hand man, put on good sessions, but wasn't the decision-maker where Gerrard was a decision-maker, and that's where he was good. But when he's had to become the decision-maker, that's where he's fell a little bit short. So I just think in the public domain, they say, no, the manager has the final say, he's part of the transfer committee and whatever he wants, we go for. But I think what that's doing is telling me that's not really the case.
1: Hmm. Aye. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, that's what it looks like, isn't it, from the outside looking in?
1: It does. That's definitely what it looks like. does from the outside, mate, 100%. 100%. Hundred percent. But the thing is, if if the other people recruiting, mate, and you bringing a manager in that plays a completely different style or plays with a completely different way, but you brought in players that don't fit his puzzle, his, his jigsaw, then you know it's absolute pointless recruitment, isn't it?
2: Yeah, but that, that so that's where they've got to select the manager to play the way that they want to play. So in in this process, whatever yeah. it is, they'll be interviewing these managers, and unless they come up with yes, this is my philosophy, if you like, and it lines with them then yeah. great. If it doesn't, yeah. then surely they can't get the job because you can't recruit players no. with an idea in mind and a philosophy in mind and then recruit a manager that's totally different to that. It it, it yeah, just exactly. m- would make no sense. Exactly. The other thing for me is, are they now looking or... Uh, so the likes of Jack Clark, we spoke about Jack Clark. Um, they must expect bids in the summer for him. So are they now trying to I plan think, yeah, and look I for think, the next the next that Jack be, Clark, that, if you like? That,
0: that begs that begs a the question then, Higgy. Which ambitious head coach is gonna go into a club where they're potentially using losing Jack Clark, the best player at the mm. club. They're gonna potentially lose Chris Rigg, the best one of the best up and coming yeah, yeah. young players in the country. And Aye. then they have to go and find a couple could of replacements ballard. for the good lose ballard a good young Mm. centre-back and then going to have to find replacements but under the model that they're working under which is another young player. Yeah.
2: Yeah. In this model, this model, listen, and I quite like the thought of this model but I do think you have to have a smattering of, of experienced players to help them along the way at different stages. But this model, if you've got a young player and he's doing exceptionally well at your club, at Sunderland, in the Championship, bigger clubs are going to come for him. So it's a non-stop a thing where course, if you yeah. get a player and you yeah, recruit him brilliantly course, yeah. and he does well, he's going to go anyway. And there's nothing you can do yeah. about it. You can't stop it. You've just got to take the money if, you, if you're fortunate enough to make a few on him. But yeah. then you've got to recruit another young player. Oh. You can't, and the you chances can't keep of you, go, of
1: course you, do, mate. you can't keep, keep recruiting them and keep
2: you, selling them, you can't. Exactly. You're just going Spot around on. in circles. You can't keep going out yeah. and finding yeah. g- like hidden gems. The only way you know. can keep them is if you get promoted. Or if you're in and around exactly. it every year. That's right. the only way you'll keep a young player. Yeah. If he's playing every week, he's getting first-team football yeah. at a young age, he's doing really well, but yeah. the club has to do well. So the club has to move with yeah. the player's ambition, if you like. If he wants well, to play in the Premier League, yeah. the club needs Austria's. to get in the Premier League to keep him. And that's exactly. a really yeah. difficult yeah. thing to do exactly. if you're just working on the model of young players all the time. Because whether or not you get a Certainly. team of 11 brilliant young players, at some point... Three or four of them are going to go to a bigger club, yeah. if you like, or a club in a, in a higher division. So unless you get up there, course, yeah. how are you going to keep them?
1: Yeah, that's yeah.
3: A, that, exactly, right. Yeah. Okay. It's one of those conversations that could go on and on, isn't it? Um, we've got a couple of questions in on WhatsApp. We'll do them shortly, fellas. But first, of course, uh, immediately up after this show is uh, Ian Murder with Black, White and Red All Over. And uh, Ian joins us now. Uh, I say Ian joins us now um i can't there he is i can't get him up on the system computer's not performing but there you go uh ian joins us now what's on the show ian
4: well the show will always be focused on the northeast but my guests tonight they come from far and wide really uh my first guest and gents you might remember him when uh he was on Tyne television. Andy Kerr, he was pretty young at the time. He's yes. been working for me yes. in sports for a long ah, time. Yes, and I yeah, thought, yeah, yeah. thought it would be a great yeah, idea to yeah. get him, not to discuss geopolitics, but let, talking about what's football, what's the, the interest, what's the fans' interest over there. And, of course, he's back, he's now living back in this country after spending years in guitar, and he, he keeps an active eye on Newcastle and the teams. So it would be very interesting to hear about what it's like over there because we we read so much about the how there's so much interest in English football. So let's hear f- let's hear from someone who's experienced it firsthand. Now, my second guest, uh, Stuart Rayner, used to work on on the journal. I think you'll have a member, you'll remember doubt. Yeah. Now he I remember him. Yeah, I do remember. He's, yeah. he's a good lad, yeah. and he's moved on to the York, he's chief football writer of the Yorkshire Post now. Now, what I thought I'd do was talk to him about the the difference or the state of play between. Yorkshire football and North East football because there's, I think, there's an awful lot of similarities. There were, you know, the North West and London have overtaken these regions. We used to be powerhouses years ago before all of us were born. You know, I think it was in Sunderland had won six league titles by, before Liverpool had won two. Uh, mm. Sheffield Wednesday as well. Of course, Leeds were a powerhouse in the 70s. So I want, it'd be interesting to hear how he compares the Sheffield Wednesdays to the to the Sunderlands and the Middlesbrough or so the Leeds. Can Leeds go and do a Newcastle? Then of course your former club uh, Lee Huddersfield will will they stay up uh, yeah. you know they're a club who of course in the twenties won, won won the the league title three years in a row. So you know that there's an awful lot of history about football in Yorkshire. There are locals, you, there are rivals. Did you get
0: to see any of them games, Ian?
4: Yes, just the latter one. In the 20s. I was too young for the first two. <laughs> you can always
3: rely on Clarky for a quip. Can't you? <laughs> I, wish,
4: I wish I was still handing out merit marks, Cloggy uh. oh. <laughs> He wishes
3: you were as well and he was going to get him.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, brilliant stuff. Uh, so Ian's up immediately. Well, in about 11 minutes' time, less than that. Uh, immediately in the end uh, of the three legends Ian Murder with black, white, and red all over. A couple of questions, fellas, that have come in via WhatsApp. Uh, Lee, first one to you. It came in uh, earlier in the show. Uh, Dale from Gateshead said, uh, Lee, we're hearing management meetings are now taking place without Eddie being invited. Is this a sign he could be on his way?
0: Well, it depends what the meetings are over. Um, it might be nothing to do with football business. It might be the strategic business. It might be the commercial side of the club. And to be honest with you, managers have got so much on their plate; they'd rather not be in those meetings. And anyway, mm. they just they just want to know the outcome. They want to know what that that budget's going to be, what that transfer war chest's going to be. So, I'm assu- if if those meetings are uh, like that which I assume they are uh, I think it, 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 it's it, it's not an issue um, so listen as Eddie said today there's only one way for him to address this and, and this is to you know do the job himself and do it well and mm. I think over the, over his period of time yeah He has done it very, very well and there's been certain circumstances why this season hasn't replicated last season. Even if, hey, what I've got to say is even if we had had a full squad, that would have been a tough one, tough ask to replicate what they'd done last year because when you think Arsenal have kicked on again, Liverpool have rebuilt. So it's, you know, it was always going to be a tough ask. Um, So I, I like to think that, you know, come the summer, um, Eddie'll still be our manager and still be given the opportunity to continue the progress um of the club. He's a great developer of players. There's loads of players in that squad who've improved so much. Um but it's difficult to know. This is a new ownership group. We don't know how they think. They've never had what they've you know, it was it was written in already written that when they came in they were going to get rid of Steve Bruce and replace him so that wasn't a problem It now what you've got is you've had a manager who's done lots of good things but is he doing it at the speed that they want it to be done Hmm. and this this that goes
2: both ways though
0: Clarkie doesn't it because obviously the profit and
2: sustainability rules that they're governed by Newcastle need a bigger revenue so they need more streams don't they they need to go a little bit global they need to make the brand bigger and that's that's all it might be because Mike Ashley obviously he had it all under control there and, and Yeah, with sports direct, yeah. Yeah, that but now they need to, to widen their their well, what, gaze if you like. And, and got, go a what bit you've more got global.
0: Come, what you've got coming in the summer, Higgy, you've got obviously this huge Adidas contract that's gonna mm. be coming in. That helps. You'll have the Champions League finance that'll change the the, 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 the accounts. You'll have the summer window. But what we talked about earlier is will will players be prepared to come if Newcastle oh, finish new just in the top ten or they're getting a European conference or whatever. Then you're back to possibly where you were when Eddie kept them up. Probably not as bad as that, but still in a similar sort of position. When you know that you've probably got the finances, mm. potentially with the new revenue streams the club are doing commercially mm. to go and get... The, 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 the better group of players but they're not going to come for a team that's maybe finished ninth or 10th do you know what I mean It's yeah. there's so many there's so many uh, facets to this situation when you castle how it's playing out and, and, and what you've got to do and while you're still trying to bridge the gap but those power the powerhouses your your man cities and you know your arsenals and Liverpool they're getting stronger and stronger as well so it's it's. I think it's proven a little bit difficult, and it's prov- certainly proven frustrating for the fans. Uh, but and but that's not a frustration that's aimed at the ownership or anything. It's a, it's just the rules and regulations that have seemed to hold, held we back. You know what I mean? So, which it, it's a it's a big. But it, the original question about the manager, I think these management meetings will be about other aspects of the football club and certainly not about what's going on on the, on the pitch cool I'd like to think so
3: yeah so that was that was a question from Dale a, a simple one for I'll throw it at you Higgy, because it's it's about the Borough uh, Sally in she's saying we play Stoke at the weekend we're nine points away from them if Borough lose at the weekend does that mean they're in a relegation scrap?
2: no I don't think they're in a relegation scrap I think they'll they'll be fine um, I, I, it's not a a great place to go Stoke you know Borough have had some poor results there but Stoke are in a bad a bad place as well at the minute you know they're sitting 22nd I think it is in the league so it's a um, it's a tricky game Borough need to get results and by the way they're capable of of going there and getting a result Uh, there's no reason why they can't like I said Stoke are in a really having a really poor season I don't think the fans are very happy at all with what's going on up there so again it, but it's a championship and you never know do you I'd expect Borough to go there and, and get a result put it that way I think that they will I don't think I don't see them being in, in any danger of, of getting relegated I just think they are where they are they'll they'll toddle about for me I think mid-table sort of tenth um, because they're not they haven't got that consistency enough and like I said before don't score enough goals and, and they don't keep enough clean sheets so there's loads of things to work on. The, the pleasing thing for me is, you know, Borough have always been brilliant with managers. And I, I think I read somewhere today that Michael Carrick's opened negotiations yeah. now about a new contract, which And he is does uh, say he's,
3: he's really enjoying himself here. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And he, and he, you know, he should be because he's had a, a really good start to his managerial career. People were talking about him, you know, maybe when Moyes goes, he goes back to West Ham. And I don't think he's done enough to earn that job yet. But I think he's he's had promising bits where, you know, he's he's obviously good at what he does. Um he just needs to, you know, tune himself up if you like, hone his skills and and there's not a better a better club to do it at than, than Middlesbrough. I I think next season for me I think is the big one. You know, let's see what happens in the summer, see the type of players they get in and then see them kick on next summer. I'd expect them to kick on next summer and the end of next season I would expect them to be there or thereabouts in the in the playoffs. Hmm. I don't, because it's really difficult to say. Oh, they'll win the league next year. Or they, they should be challenging for automatic, because it's such a tough league, and, and teams come down have so so much more of an advantage that it it takes time to build a team or a build a squad that's capable of of challenging consistently with those types of teams who've, who've yo-yoed between the Premier League. Hmm.
1: Yeah, exactly.
3: Well, what two and a half minutes left, fellas? So it, it's got to be predictions time, hasn't it? Who's going first?
0: I'll go first. I'm going to go. I'm I'm going to go reverse psychology here, <laughs> and I'm going to say Sunderland and Borough. <laughs> are going to lose, so they'll win. <laughs> right? And I'll never, ever go against Newcastle. So Even Newcastle with reverse psychology?
1: Win. yeah, No, no, that forget is the reverse, reverse psychology.
0: psychology. <laughs> All right, Newcastle are going to win <laughs> in a tough game. So I'm good for three, one win and two losses, but I'll end up with three wins. <laughs> <laughs> There's some sense there somewhere,
3: isn't there?
2: Well, All I can't right. make it out, but I'm, I'm going to, I think Newcastle will beat Wolves I think they'll beat them. Um, I'm going to go 2-1. Um, Borough.
3: <sighs> it's it's stoke, isn't it? It's it? just like it's yeah, the graveyard it's, for Borough.
2: I'm, I'm going to say 1-1. Right. One, one, because it, it's. I'm not confident, particularly after last week. Um, but I hope they'll get something out of it. Listen, they're capable of winning it, but I hope they get something out of it. So I'm going to say 1-1. One, one. Um, Sunderland. The way at Norwich is a really tough one. I don't think they'll get anything. I think their season's on the way down as well. So I'm going to say a 3 1 loss. Sorry, Daz. Ooh. But that Ouch.
1: hurts. That hurts. <laughs> I know. Reverse psychology. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. To- to- <laughs> totally. Um, for me, uh, I think Sunderland's. I think Sunderland alleged it oh, all, honestly. I think I'm hoping. Um, he'll have a few changes um, obviously hopefully you don't play the same system as we did last week in the first half um, I'll edge it 2-1 I think Middlesbrough will be a close game but I think Borough will edge it 1-0 oh we love you I think Newcastle clean sheet. I think Newcastle will beat Wolves 2-1 He's going I'm for full full three house. wins full house well done Daz I'm going for it again love
0: it Daz yeah well yeah. you know mate you got your I lottery yeah. ticket on tonight I, I, lad I, I, Yeah, give me six numbers, that won't win I'll do (laughs) the reverse
3: psychology (laughs) Yeah, reverse psychology (laughs) (laughs) And my prediction is Clark Eastland's going to get an FA Cup medal as well
0: Oh, 100%. oh, let's that, hope so. That would be nice. Yeah. <laughs>
3: and get building that You be. can add that to your collection,
2: ma- Clark. He get it in your imagine, cabinet. Magic,
0: magic, magic, Imagine dining out on that. Yeah. yeah. By the way, I, I, I forgot to tell you. I forgot to tell you before we finish. I'm not Lee Clark anymore. I'm just Bobby Clark's dad. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we'll say goodbye. Cheers, fellas. Have
3: a good weekend. See you, Good
1: luck. Take care, lads. All the best. Clark. Legend Williams
4: Legend Hignett Legend It's the three legends WhatsAppers call or send a voice message We don't bite 033 00 43 2002
0: Right across the northeast by the fans for the fans The tune, the red and the cut